I was going to show you. I just pulled out a an Icelandic toasted porter, and it is divine. Oh, that sounds lovely. Hello, welcome back to the Unsalted Popcorn Podcast. Two in a month, honestly, we're getting carried away with ourselves. Um, today we are talking about the films that are going to be coming up this year in 2019, films we really look forward to seeing and films perhaps we're wondering why they're bothered. And joining me on the line all the way from over there in sunny Baltimore is, of course, Atomic Fangirl herself, Denise. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Uh, happy, not 2019. happy 2019 to you. It's been ages since we spoke. Absolutely. <laughs> um... Yeah, so today we, we, talk, we thought we'd have a little chat about the films that are coming out this year. I, Me being me and being the perfectionist that I am, I went charging through a copy of Empire magazine about half an hour ago and made a quick note of about five films. Um, I think it's certainly the first half of this year. Nothing's really leaping out as being a woo film at the moment, I have to say. Yeah, I have to say I did not put down when the opening uh, dates are for some of these films, but but yeah, it, it doesn't really look like there's a whole lot of stuff coming out. I mean, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all looking forward to seeing what happens in Avengers Endgame and yep. Captain Marvel, yep. Spider-Man Far From Home, but but yeah, but yeah, there there isn't anything else. I mean, January typically a dumping ground, and so is February for films yeah. so i think we're really not going to really get to speed until we're getting into the late spring early summer i think that's the case i mean the, the first one that kind of sort of is leaping out at me at the moment um we talked on the last podcast about how good bohemian rhapsody was um and so of course this year we get rocket man <gasps> oh yes now the soundtrack's oh, yeah, gonna be amazing i I think when I first saw that that trailer was available, I watched it about five times in a row. <laughs> yep. It I... looked amazing. Oh, that I'm a huge set design and costume nerd. So the fact that they're really on point for that. Yes. Um, is just absolutely amazing. And I really love Elton John. I mean, lo I love his flamboyant stuff, but I also love his early stuff like Honky Chateau and everything. So it's going to oh, be yes. really interesting to see where this where this film goes. And I'm just looking forward to Edgerton's take on that. Yeah, this is, this is the interesting thing because when, when they said it was coming out, part of me really, really wanted Justin Timberlake to play the part. Because mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever saw the music video to This Train Doesn't Stop Here Anymore. Oh, yeah. I can totally see it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. He he nailed Elton John completely. This is the wrong phrase to use. Um, he absolutely got the part of Elton John from that period perfectly. So I, I was really kind of hoping that they were going to just put him back in the role and go for it from there. But the little I've seen, the trailer from what I've seen from the trailer, I think Edgerton's. I think he's going to be okay. Oh yeah, I think so. You know, although I have to say, let me see, there is a screening that I'm getting next week, which means it's probably coming out sometime soon. And that is um, the new M. Night joint, Glass. Now, I loved Unbreakable, and Split's been growing on me. I've really started to like it after I first saw it. So I can't wait to see how he ties everything together in what I think is the end of a trilogy. Yeah. Well, this is this is the bit that kind of I'm not sure about. This. I mean, I haven't seen Split yet, and I didn't actually clock it was an M. Night film. Um, I just wanted more, I more wanted to see it because of 
your man being in the lead role. You hate it when you get a mental block and you forget actors' names. Um, James McAvoy. And I saw Unbreakable was the Samuel L. Jackson one, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yes. and that that was all right. But then when you realise that in his weird, twisted little head, he had this whole trilogy thing going on, assuming that he's not doing a George Lucas and pretending that was the whole idea. <laughs> um, I think you're going to... When I saw what, what was happening with that and where they were taking this film, I just thought, I, I just think at some point, someone needs to sit M. Night down and go, do you know what, another hobby? Yes, yeah, I... I... I really liked Unbreakable, although it really took a while to real to to start up. The film did. James McAvoy and Split was outstanding, absolutely outstanding, and the fact that um, that he and Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson, who is a joy to watch no matter what, yeah. um, are are together, and that Sarah Paulson plays a doctor that doesn't believe that people can have special powers. I'm intrigued, and I think they're bringing back Anna Taylor Joy um, as the um, who is the final girl from Split, you know, of a of of a sort from Split. Um, okay, it'll be interesting to see what she's going to end up doing. Um, and I need to. I, it's been a, quite a while since I've seen Unbreakable, so I don't know whether they're bringing back folks from that film besides Bruce Willis. They, pro- they they probably are. It wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, equally, it wouldn't surprise me if at the end it turns out they were all dead all along anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like that, and that's the thing with Glass. It's like I'm looking forward to it, but I'm keeping my expectations in check. Yeah. I'll let you next week. <laughs> um, it, 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 could, it could be a sixth sense. It could be a lady in the water. This is the thing, isn't it? It, it, it can only be one of two things. It won't be down the middle. No, no, it won't. No, not, not with not with not not with this story and mythology that he's built up. No, this is it. And actually, on on that note, I kind of think the other one that's caught my eye that will go down the same route is Godzilla, King of Monsters. Kaiju. Now, oh, I, I, I I love Godzilla. <laughs> uh, I I I, I can't, the fact that Mothra is 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 in this. The little kid in me that used to watch Saturday morning horror show uh, on Channel 20 is just so incredibly stoked. And I'm just kind of like, dial it back, girl. Dial it back. Yeah. That's what's going on in my head right now. I mean, um, I'm, just, just I'm just shocked that we've even got a sequel. Me too. I mean, I, I figured I figured when we saw the the the, the, the Godzilla movie that we'd have um, that we'd have something with oh, you know, the, the little shout outs like the little terrarium with the Mothra written on it. Yeah, that was in and stuff like that i'm like oh that's cute i never really thought that we'd actually get a whole um uh tojo studios monster verse especially now that tojo i i think uh tojo uh, is rebooting yet uh the godzilla franchise yet again this is it i mean it's just because godzilla itself i really wanted to love it i was really really looking forward to this film because the uh, the director was going to be uh a I'm frantically looking up. Was Michael Doherty doing this one? Mm-hmm. Who did Godzilla? I have a feeling 
yeah, because Brian Brian Cranston and Elizabeth Olsen Elizabeth Olsen were in the 2014 film. It's yeah. very good. Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards did um, the last Godzilla, and I love him as a director. I think he's absolutely fantastic. But something went badly wrong with that film, and it didn't work on many many levels. So I didn't know at what point they looked at that and thought that needs another one. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, I. I I liked it because it was the fact that I got to see Godzilla, got to got to watch Godzilla throw down. Um, there was a definite misuse of certain characters or underuse of certain characters in the film. Definitely. Um, and so <laughs> it's one of those things where it's just like the story was ugh. But so many of the original Godzilla movies, the stories are ugh, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it just waits for, you know, you're just like, okay, where's the monster? It, it, it is kind of like you don't really care about the plot so much as long as there's a big monster smashing stuff. Mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. That's, kind of the, yeah. that's kind of the aim, isn't it? Yeah, I think Shin Godzilla is my absolute favorite of all of the various Godzilla movies um, that I've ever seen because it's just – it's just a roller coaster ride that ends on a "what is that" kind of <laughs> note, and then it's like fade to black, boom. I'm like, what? what just what? Oh. And so I, so I applaud it for that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I just, um, it should be, it should, you know, it should be fun. It should be popcorn worthy. She said, hopefully. That that's the aim, isn't it? But I mean, there seem to be a, a few sort of little sequels kicking around, and they kind of fall into the "did we really need" category because we've also got John Wick Chapter Three and It Chapter Two coming out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And John Wick Two wasn't as good as One, so I'm not sure how we're going to go down that road and the, uh, one picture has already been released there are two dogs in it so the people are getting jumpy and i don't know what your thoughts were on it but i had a massive massive problem with it when we got to about the half what well, should have been about halfway through the story and they suddenly went it will return in chapter two and it's like no I, I didn't need it splitting down into two films i wanted to just tell the whole story in one film well knew that two films were coming so i was prepped for that and i was a huge fan of the of the miniseries because tim curry come on oh completely I mean, it's completely got it, it's got its issues yeah oh it's, it's far from good but tim curry as pennywise is absolutely spot on oh yeah so um i do have some problems with the first part um mostly because i read the book yeah and uh, Beverly has a much more in-depth part of the team kind of part in the quote-unquote destruction of Pennywise, and yes. here she's just a girl in distress. Yeah, I did kind that of thought- really upset me that I'm like, it's 2018. Come on, the, the Stephen King wrote this eons ago, and she's. I mean, again, yeah. she's not the hero. They all work together. This is it. All but- in the book, all characters have got parity, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's like, and she's the, and she's the um, ace, ace shot. Yeah, you know, with, with the slingshot. She's, yeah, she's the one, and and they all are like, yeah, Beverly's the best. That's it. Yeah, but they uh, in the film it was just kind of like three boys and a girl. Yeah, and oh, and, and then Pennywise kidnaps her and put and and she floats, and it, it, yeah. it drives me nuts. 
it drives me and they have to rescue her. I mean, it's expensive, and, especially, no. especially in 2018 when you had so many films with strong mm-hmm. female casts and strong female characters. Oh, absolutely. And I thought to myself, you know, this could have been fixed yeah. in one easy way. If you, you know, if you know what happens later on with the adults. Yeah. Have that happen to someone else. Yep. That could have worked and so much better. Absolutely makes it would make all of the sense. Yeah. You know, uh, but they didn't. So whatever. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, that I, I was I, that was the thing that I did not that that I did not like. However, I I was very very surprised that I loved Bill Skarsgård's performance as Pennywise. I was one of those Tim Curry or bust gals, but um, but he won me over. Yeah, I think I had I had the problem with it that it wasn't Tim Curry without a shadow of a doubt, and I didn't (laughs) didn't feel he was sinister enough. And was almost too clownish. Yeah, I, I had a bit. I had a bit of that as well. Um, when I first saw when when the initial images of Skarsgård's Pennywise were released, I'm like, oh come on! I think I laughed out loud. Yeah. But um, the way they used it, I thought it was good. The only thing that I didn't like, and this has absolutely nothing to do with. Uh, with performance, this has more to do with uh, direction and the way the, the way the screenplay is written, is that Pennywise is supposed to be, at least on the surface, when he chooses to be, yeah. a creature that, look, that can successfully lure children in. Yes. So he needs to be attractive and not that scary, but he's always creepy. It's the creepy switch is dialed to 11. Yeah. No matter when you see him. Yeah, completely. And it's just like, I didn't, I didn't get the feeling that a child would be intrigued and enticed. Mm-hmm. Whereas Pennywise mm-hmm. just had the right amount of friendly going on. Sorry, um, Tim Curry's Pennywise had just the right amount of friendly going on that a child would be curious. And I didn't think yeah. Skarsgård quite got that, but whether that's a direction thing or a writing thing, I wouldn't like to say. But I, yeah. I, I just, I just found myself. It was one of those films last year that just really annoyed me. The other, the, the other thing they're rebooting this year, and again, I, I want to approach it with an open mind, but I loved Guillermo del Toro's two films, the first far more than the second. And that's Hellboy. I I agree. I uh, I love what I've seen so far in terms of special effects and set design. But then again, you can you can woo me. It's like giving a two year old a lollipop. You just show me some plastic <laughs> stuff, and I'm like, what is pretty? <laughs> um, but but yeah, it's going to take more than that to actually have me sit in the theater. And watch a film as opposed to just comment about how lovely everything looks and how good the lead role looks uh, with his you know effects makeup on. Yeah, I mean Neil Marshall is directing, and he did uh, the Descent and an episode of the last series of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. uh, which I watched the whole of the last season of Game of Thrones, and I couldn't tell you what happened in any of it. 
Um, I really can't stand that show. But The Descent is an absolutely superb film, and I trust him as a director. Oh, The Descent is absolutely amazing. It is, isn't One, it? It's in, it's, in the, it's in the top uh, echelon of horror, uh, horror movies that I, that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, it's just really, really good. Um, I have to say, I even like both endings. It, you know, either way, yeah. fine. It's good because you, you had me hook, line, and sinker throughout the movie. Totally. Fine. So you get, I think it's going to be a safe pair of hands. It's just when Del Toro showed what he could do with The Shape of Water, mm-hmm. why not just give him the money he wanted? I know. That's, I, I don't understand. I don't, the man just made an Oscar-worthy film. Yeah. I don't understand. You just give him the money. Yeah. He, he, he's riding high. Everyone knows who he is at the moment, and everybody knows that he does really weird but heartfelt stuff. Mm-hmm. And we've already had Abe Sapien effectively being given his own movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I the first time I saw a picture uh, from Shape of Water in the press kit, I was like, "Oh, look, it's Abe Sapien." Yeah. <laughs> it so was, wasn't it? I mean, it's just they didn't even bother bother designing just, any new costumes. <laughs> absolutely, it's just like, okay, there we go, done. <laughs> It's, it's 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 the Abe Sapien movie Guillermo del Toro always wanted to make. Yeah, it really is. We it never totally knew is. we needed. Yeah, so I mean, I know Hellboy Two, The Golden Army, wasn't as good as it could have been. There were problems with it. Yeah. But off the back of Shape of Water, a Hellboy Three with him at the helm would have been absolutely fantastic. But yeah, Marshall might well get it. He might well get it. Um, what else has caught your eye? Um, well, I have to say there are two uh, two more horror movies that um, that worry me, and that's the Pet Cemetery remake. Oh dear! Because because the first one was just so good, and I understand you've got Jason Clark as Lewis and John Lithgow as Sometimes Dead Is Better, but the, for some reason I, I saw the t- I saw the teaser and I am. Eh. Yeah. about it yeah i just and the fact that there are two directors makes me worried <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i don't know why as it's like no and and then there's the jacob's ladder remake and all i have to say about that is stop it just stop it i mean surely someone somewhere is writing a, an original horror film that's going to be good oh god i hope so i hope so uh, there's um there's a movie that's not really it's not a horror movie it will be horrific but um it's based on the uh on Ted Bundy and that's extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile yeah it's the story of his longtime girlfriend who had no idea what he was Ooh. until she did and it's uh Zach Efron as Ted Bundy I mean, I'm going to go see that just because. I'm hoping it's going to be good. But um, there's also Lily Collins and John Malkovich. So I've just now got this image of Ted Bundy doing a song and dance number with a chainsaw. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like, it, this could either be really, really good or just terrible. And yeah. I'm hoping it's going to be really, really good. But um, because, you know, as much as I love John Malkovich, John Malkovich is very much like Al Pacino. 
where you've got serious actor or absolutely completely crazy. Yes. You know, performance. You yeah. know? So it's going to be one or the other. So I'm not sure I haven't seen any kind of information on that except for the fact that it's coming. Yeah. So, and I'm a huge um, SK TV fan, uh, serial killer TV. Yep. And uh, I don't know whether that's a real channel, but it should be. <laughs> uh, and you know, so I I look for and I majored in in this in undergrad, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. And I'm I'm actually looking forward to seeing you know letting you know letting Zac Efron um, prove his dramatic chops. I I'm interested to see what he's going to do with this. It's it's an interesting casting, without a shadow of a doubt. He's certainly breaking type. But he's got those striking uh, blue eyes that Ted Bundy had. So, you know, so I'm sure it was a pretty easy cast for the casting director. But speaking of um, based on killers kind of thing, the the Tarantino Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. uh, That that one looks like it's going to be a a lot of fun. Uh, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, Margot Robbie, with Tarantino at the helm, it should be fun. I, it, I, it, I imagine it should be interesting, and I'm sure at least one character will manage to chuck in the N word several times, just because <laughs> sure. T- Tarantino That's hasn't done a script yet. I, I think it's in his contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to play another drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> that one I would not want to. Uh, I, I don't think I have enough alcohol in the house. <laughs> no, that's probably very true. Very true. Because, of course, the other thing we have this year, as well as um, Avengers p- Part 3, Part 4, Part 5, whatever it's going to be called, um, we have the first female superhero Marvel film in Captain Marvel. And across the, across the aisle... And I don't know how I still don't know how I feel about this. Uh, and kind of tying in a little bit with Serial Killer TV, we have Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker. That's on. That's the Joker is on my radar. I'm not quite sure how I feel about it yet. No. I'm, it's just one of those things where I'm going to actually have to see a trailer for it before I really get you know get stoked or not yeah i mean i I've, I've never felt joaquin phoenix had a particularly magnetic screen presence he's always seems a bit more sort of low lo-fi and laid back oh yeah yeah even with even with um ring of fire which he was good in yeah he was very lucky. Yeah. yeah this is it so uh, coming from him playing the joker which by its very nature of the character has to grab you by the throat from the off. Yes. If you're going to be faithful to the backstory, even whichever backstory you choose from the films or from the books, he has to be on the edge crazy from the get. Yeah. I have a feeling that um, they're going to play the, the, the Joker pre transformation as a bit of a sad sack from the stills that I've seen where he's kind of walking, you know, shuffling around with his shoulders down and again, that could be a total misdirect. Goodness knows Marvel's done it before. That's true. Let, letting, stu- letting stuff leak that um, that was absolutely not in the film or had absolutely nothing to do with the film. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it could. You know, so I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm holding that, you know, that's in stasis for me right now. But uh, with, with Marvel, with Captain Marvel, there's one character that I'm really excited about, 
And that is Goose, a.k.a. Chewy, yeah. the cat. Yes. Um, that, uh, now, um, uh, folks that haven't read the comic books probably don't understand, and you know why? It's like, oh, she must be a cat lady. I am, but... Um, who isn't? But who isn't, yes. But, uh, but, but the, when is a cat not a cat? When he's Goose. Yeah. Or, or she's Goose. Uh, to be to be to be more accurate, I would assume if we're going to go by the comics. Oh, and, I imagine they'll be faithful to that. that. Yeah, I hope that they're faithful to that because that would be so much fun. And the fact that Goose is actually in the poster for Captain Marvel, she's very hard to see. There's just the the tail and her butt um, <laughs> and the lower left hand in the shadows makes me hope that they're going to go that route. For you, goose, you're, they're going to be—they're going to make goose chewy. You're so—you're um, so definitely a cat woman if you can spot a button, a tail, in a poster. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I had to have it pointed out to me because I'd only ever seen the small, you know, on my on my phone screen, and then I saw the big one, and someone else was like, "Look at that!" I'm like, "Oh, it's chewy." <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of intrigued to see how they use Captain Marvel to set up the second Avengers, the fourth Avengers film. Um, Me too. Because obviously they've, they've kind of implied there are connections already, but they, because of what they've done with Avengers 3, you, anything coming now has to fit into that universe mm-hmm. or be coming towards it from a backstory. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see um, from a comic book nerd standpoint how they're going to, I mean, the Kree are there, but if they're going to introduce the scrolls or my, anything like that. My understanding is be, they are. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. And then then I, all I can say is, is was it um, phase four or what have you, the next fa- couple phases of Marvel is going to be absolutely crazy. And if that's, it's going to be interesting, confusing, but interesting. Well, that's a good point, actually, because going off on a nerdy tangent, they've kind of been leading up to... And I don't think it's a spoiler because the book's huge. Death of Captain America. Mm-hmm. But now they're obviously allowing for the Kree Scroll War. Mm-hmm. If you combine those two, it's going to get mad. It's really going to get it's it's, it's going to get insane. It's going to uh, get nuts, isn't and, it? And hopefully, the very best way. And yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that and. I've already assumed that Bucky is going to take the Captain America helm and the Captain and that Chris Evans's um, Captain America is going to cross to the great beyond. But I could be absolutely wrong. I've I have no idea. I no. I mean, I called it uh, the end of Captain America. The Winter Soldier would be the next film. Mm-hmm. And I'm still smug about that because I, <laughs> I hadn't read anything. It was based entirely on Bucky going a while off a train. But I think. <laughs> What worries me at the moment is they've been on such a good run and they got very lucky with Guardians of the Galaxy. They got very lucky with Ant-Man. And then they did such a good job with the first series of Luke Cage and Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Balls up the first series of Iron Fist. But then the second series of Daredevil and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones weren't as good. So are we now reaching the tipping point where it's, diminishing returns are we going to start because there's such high watermarks now are they going to maintain a level or is it going to just start naturally dipping i 
I'm I'm not sure. As a huge horror movie nerd um, who grew up with the Universal monsters, I mean, you know that there's after a while it just starts to get bogged down in its own storytelling or the fact that they run out of stories. Now, with the with the MCU and the DCU, they have literally decades of material to work with. Yep. It's going to be a fact of how they use it because one or two crash lands <coughs> suicide squad yeah. um, and, and, uh, uh, you know if, if you keep doing so, you know things like that then it's going to be all you know then it's going to be horrible now with captain marvel i'm thinking they're probably going to go with a wonder woman approach to this where it's just going to be kind of a bit of a standalone with an end credits this is how it connects. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you mean by do a Wonder Woman thing, you mean basically rip off the plot to Captain America again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah well, it, it's just going to be basically a historical film. Yes. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's absolutely going to be a historical film. And, and, and then just kind of tie it in at the very end. But, but yeah, how they're going to do that, I'm not sure. But, no. but, but yeah, it, it, it should be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing how, uh, how she, how she does with, um, with this. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a massive Brie Larson fan. Um, yeah. and I think it's cool the way Marvel have gone about their casting because she really is more the queen of the indie film. Oh yeah. I absolutely loved her in room. Yeah. She was outstanding. Yeah. I mean, so- the film was terrible, but she was brilliant in it. <laughs> but yeah it's the it's the, that's definitely performance driven film but yeah so the fact that she's going to be able to take her indie cred maybe give um carol danvers a depth that's maybe not even in the screenplay yeah uh, uh, that's what i'm looking forward to yeah definitely no i agree with that which as we're talking about monster franchises that just continually roll on and refuse to die um, there is the, the little indie flick coming out this year, which is uh, Star Wars Episode 712. Oh, oh, you mean Star Wars part, it's finished now? Right? <laughs> that's, that's the, that's the yeah. one, yep. Yeah, well, I'm one of the weirdos that enjoyed Last Jedi. Um, yeah, there's a lot of shoehorn comedy and um, and Leah in space. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it, and I liked the fact that they were just being like, "See this trope? You like this trope, don't you?" Yeah, just, just shattered it. Yeah, I dug, I dug that because it needed to do that to 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 go on. This should not be the you know with the same characters as the original trilogy. That the you know and the whole hero's journey kind of thing. You yeah. need to kill your darlings to be able for the cast that we have the youngers to, 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 to breach out. Yes, totally. That said, as much as I love Kylo Ren, um, please keep his shirt on. Yes. <laughs> Actually, you know, I, I'm, I'm driver. I, you're awesome and you're awfully cute, but come on. We no, we didn't need that. <laughs> I agree with that completely. I'm also very impressed because obviously they cast Hayden, Hayden Christensen in the first three films and it turns out he couldn't act. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and no, nothing in The Force Awakens suggested Kylo Ren was going to go down any different route. 
I suspect there was a massive problem in the writing that there wasn't a lot of depth to the character again. Oh yeah, you see something, you, you know, you see something. That, that I, now I haven't seen the film, but um, I've seen the teasers um, for you know what we discussed in the last episode, uh, Black Klansman. Totally, like, that's where I was going. Yeah, yeah. Adam Driver can act. Yeah, like nothing yeah, else. He is so, so he is so good in that film. So it's so it's not an issue with the actors. No, dot, dot, dot. no, this is it. Um, I mean, I'm kind of glad we didn't get uh, another backstory spin-off this year. I, I I didn't hate Solo. I really didn't particularly enjoy Rogue One. It felt like they were just rewriting old bits of. Oh, you remember, you know that bit in Empire Strikes Back? Did you? Yeah, we'll put that in here. Um, it kind of felt like they're running out of ideas when they said they were going to do a Boba Fett story. It's like, no, no, can we stop now? Mm-hmm. So, if this is the, I'd like this to be the closing film. Me too. I'd like. Me I too. think we we can. I really would like them to wrap the wrap the wrap these trilogies up. Yeah. If you want, if you have an actual story about something you know, like a character from the books or the Clone Wars or something that completely diver- diverges from everything else. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, I think if you want to take it in a new direction, different direction under the same banner, absolutely fine. But I think we can stop telling this one single story now. Yeah. I do not want to walk into a theater for the Star Wars Christmas special, the movie. Don't, don't say that out loud. It could happen. <laughs> Somewhere Disney's like, oh. Yeah. So, so, as soon as this, as soon as this goes online, someone will ping. We've got the words we were looking for. Oh gosh. Okay. Speaking of franchises that uh, you know that that are that are cranking stuff out, there are two from the X Men universe that may or may not be happening this year. Okay. And that's Dark Phoenix and the New Mutants. I I think they're both on the schedule, but. Honestly, the New Mutants and Dark Phoenix has been, have been pushed around so often. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I think I'm not sure where they kind of fit in at the moment with everything else that's going on, unless they're going to be sort of um, Deadpool-esque knowing comedies or really gritty, nasty Logan-style films. Everything else is kind of boxed off at the moment, I'd have thought. I think they're going the Logan route with Dark Phoenix. Yeah. I think they're kind of hoping to make that a, a semi-standalone film. Um, but with the New Mutants, I think they're cr- with them trying to delve into horror. Yeah. And with massive, massive reshoots to make it scarier. Um, I worry. No, no, no film ever had the word reshoots attached to it in the run-up to its release and survived. Let alone one that was this close to being released, yeah. and then was pulled back for massive reshoots, where yeah. the entire script and the entire feel of the film was, you know, was 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 tinkered with. Yeah, it doesn't end. It doesn't usually end well. That does it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. As much as I would like to see. Um, I mean, I know, I, I, I know I'm referencing DC, but a Justice League dark kind of kind of vibe with the New Mutants. Yeah, I don't really think they know what they're doing, and that's going to be a shame because the trailer that they cobbled together before they really yanked it away to make it even scarier 
looked really promising. The whole where, you know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest added to, you know, a, a you know, a gothic horror kind yeah. of thing. It looked really good. I just worry that they tinkered with it too much with, you know, with art, you need to know when to stop. And I don't think they hit that mark. I think they overshot it. I'm going to, I think if we wrap things up with other films, as we talked, we talked about things you hope aren't as bad as you fear they might be. Um, I'd like to make two final offerings with an awful lot of reservations. And they are the live action in inverted commas, remakes of Dumbo and the Lion King. I really worry about those. I am trepidation does not even begin to, you know, yeah. to, to satisfyingly define the feelings that I have over both of those movies. As much as I enjoy Tim Burton's work and as much as I loved the original Lion King, I am concerned. Yeah, I mean, as far as I understand it, Johnny Depp is no longer playing Dumbo, so that's that's progress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, as much as he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he grew; the, he had his ears enlarged and everything. He was really getting into the path. <laughs> he was going to nail it. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to just throw in two more that I'm actually really looking forward to because I'm a horror hound and I'm five years old, and that is Jordan Peele's film Us. Yep. And How to Train Your Dragon 3. Oh, I'd forgotten that How to Train Your Dragon 3 was on the way. That one I can quite excited about. Light Fury. Oh, that is... Yeah, a pop to add to my collection. Totally. I'm not... I, 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 love, I love the first two films so much, and I just think they were such a surprise hit, and the second one was another surprise hit, even though you knew the first was good. I think Agreed. I don't really care what they do with the third one. I'm just going to enjoy it. Me too, me too. And the, fa- the, the the teaser with Toothless dancing to impress the Light Fury is a gift that, that keeps on giving, or is a gift that keeps yes, on giving. Totally. Every time I see it, I, I get all kinds of happy. Which has just reminded me, actually, one of the best things I've seen online in recent weeks. Um, you know that face swap app you can get on your phone? Yeah. 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 Someone has actually done Toothless and their cat. And they've actually done a face swap with their black cat and toothless, and it just—it's the best thing you are ever going to see. I will—I will dig it out from somewhere, and I will send it over to you, and it will make your week. Thank you, thank you. Yes, that. Uh, yeah, th- I think that's probably the most the the the, the happiest note to to to, to strike. <laughs> that, that's the highlight yeah. of the highlight of twenty nineteen is going to be how to train your dragon three in a face swap with a cat. Call it. I'm calling it. <laughs> well, once again, it has been an absolute delight to talk to you. I'm sure we will cross paths again, probably sometime around award season, when we look at the Oscar nominations and go, "What? Why?" <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Excellent, Denise. All the way from over there in Baltimore, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I shall uh, talk to you again very soon. Thank you very much. Uh, always a fun. Cheers. Have a good time with 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 films until I see you again. <laughs>